Hey there, busy business people. I'm Christina Hooper, and I'm here with another entrepreneur taking action, Chris Thompson. I'm getting the scoop on how he was able to sign up over 3,000 people on his first challenge and generated over $140,000 in sales. Can you give us a little overview of your challenge and kind of why you think that topic you chose just, you know, knocked it out of the ballpark with your audience and for your business? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for inviting me to do this interview. It should be fun conversation. Um, we, so I run a hypnosis training business and it's called the Mike Mandel Hypnosis Academy. Our business is called Mike Mandel Hypnosis. So of course the Academy is just named after my business partner, Mike, that we branded the whole business after we've been in business for uh, quite a number of years like 2008 ish, we started when we really were just selling some CDs and downloads and stuff like that. And we eventually evolved 2013, we started doing a full online program. So we have an audience. So that was a big help. But basically, I wanted to do a challenge, I knew that the model was working well, we've all seen people talking about it. And the different coaching groups that you and I are in where we've heard people talking about challenges. And of course, Pedro Adeo is teaching this. And I thought, well, this makes a lot of sense to me. It seems a lot better than the webinar model where you're just inviting people one time in, you teach them something and you're fairly quickly shifting into a sales pitch. You don't have as much time to build that rapport and connection with them. My business partner, Mike and I, we'd be sitting together here during the challenge teaching. We have a good rapport with each other and I think it comes off authentic. And we knew that we could do a really fun training experience for people over a five day period, offer them some real value and have a real chance to build that connection with them before making the offer, which we did day three into the challenge. Um, so I was really determined to try something new. Also with COVID having hit and Ontario at the time where I'm located, we're still kind of in a pretty strong lockdown. There was no legality around. We weren't allowed to run a live training. We hadn't taught in a classroom for a year and a half, pushing two years almost. And we were just like, oh, this will be fun. Let's treat this like a mini version of our live five-day classroom. And instead of an all-day event, it's one hour a day. Right. So it, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. We had a big enough email audience, a lot of web traffic already coming to our website. Plus we ran ads, plus we promoted it all over social media that I think we had some success generating, generating the over maybe 3,400 people, something like that, that signed up for it. Um, but I think it's repeatable. I think it's something that we can run every three months or so, and hopefully generate similar results yet to be proven. We'll find out. So that's, that's a bit of the background. Does that help? Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that's a good point too, about challenges versus webinars. So like the mm -hmm. webinars, even if you do a multi-day one, I think the biggest distinction that I've seen is that webinars tend to be very just information push, right? You're not teaching them. You're not enabling them. They're not getting any kind of real benefit or taking action typically during a webinar Yeah, with and challenges or encouraging really, action. Yeah. Such a strong point there because you're absolutely right with a challenge. It's called a challenge. I assume because you're supposed to challenge these people to do things. Mm -hmm. And so when we were designing the curriculum, we thought, well, let's give them mini wins. Let's give them little wins that they can appreciate. In fact, we call them little wins every day. We want you to come away with a little win, something that you're going to go out and do, whether you're a complete newbie in hypnosis, and we're talking about hypnosis for therapeutic purposes here, not so much entertainment, although that's fun too. 
but we're giving people tips and tips and tricks on, okay, how to do something that gets you a little further down the road than where you are right now. And we called it the become a super confident hypnotist using principles, not scripts, five day challenge. And that resonated with our audience. It's very, uh, it's a very interesting market, but the hypnosis space really is a bunch of people that have learned to read scripts at people as if there's some sort of magic words, you know, I'm going to read this stuff at you and you're going to go into a trance and change. And it's a conversation with people. And the way we teach it is we teach people how to, how to build a rapport and how to do hypnosis. Like it's a conversation, like any other conversation. So we knew that our market feels very weak at the idea that, well, if I don't have my training wheels that I can read at someone, I don't know what to do. And we crafted the whole challenge around these little wins every day to become comfortable without any papers in front of you. And see, now there's a lot of power guys in what Chris just said. There's a lot of understanding your audience, understanding their pain points, mm -hmm. understanding what's going to speak to them. So like when we're talking about the success that he had with this challenge, that is a really key part that you have to put the time into upfront before you build the challenge. So that little bit of nugget there, I would mm -hmm. encourage you to rewind that, listen to that like two or three times and hear what he just said, because that's powerful what just happened there. The side note to that, I my original idea, my gut feel on what I wanted to do for the challenge I threw it away and we rebuilt it as I just described to you, because I thought it was a much better idea. The original idea, I won't get into it, but it was going to be much more limited and it would have theoretically given me a much broader audience, but you know how they say, right? If you sell to everyone, you sell to no one. Yeah. Well, and the riches are in the niches and find hmm. your dot. And depending on who you're talking to, Pedro, Dean Grezio, so they all have some version of it. Yeah. Where it's like, you can't be too niched. I mean, I think one of Pedro's sayings is, you know, carve a niche that's so tight that only you fit in it. Yeah, um, that, that was a great line. I remember him saying that on the mm -hmm. training he did for DM. And if we had gone with my original gut feel, it would have been, oh, hypnosis that could be used for sales and persuasion and relationships and you name it, right? In your everyday life. Oh, and by the way, with your clients in therapy too. It, it would not have gone over as well because we wouldn't have been able to carve so narrow and deep into exactly what we wanted to, to teach. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's definitely something that's really powerful. Um, now, I know you talked a little bit about um, running ads and doing emails and stuff like that to get people in. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like what did ad spend look like? How long did you run the ads? Yeah, how, how big is your sure. email list? Like that kind of stuff? We didn't run ads. Uh, we didn't spend enough on ads. So I could have spent a lot more. The first time out, I have an ad agency that was helping me out. They, they run all my Facebook ads and stuff like that. And I said, oh, let's start out. Let's run them like 10 days in advance or eight days in advance, whatever it was. I think, I was, I think we started 10 days in advance with the intention being to ramp up the ad spend seven, seven days in advance. So give it like a three or four day ramp. And I wanted to be spending whatever it was per day. I can't remember what I even told them now, but we didn't ramp it up fast enough. And then we didn't have enough time to let the algorithm kind of learn and go. And I should have just thrown more money at it sooner. We were, I think we spent about a little less than $2,000 in total on ads for Facebook. It was pretty, it was all Facebook. Um, all the paid ads at least were Facebook. We were generating leads. So signups were around, I want to say $3, maybe two and a half dollars, about $3 a lead. So in this particular niche, I know that's a lot less expensive than maybe 
uh, people who are running the traditional make money online type of challenges where I know lead costs can be more expensive. But yeah, I think that was before the iOS thing too, wasn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. So that was, might've yeah. had a little bit of an impact. I know everything's kind of went up since then, but it's still impressive numbers. I think it works out to something like, I think we got about 500 people for about $1,500, something like that. If you, so approximately that's, that's, it's within the ballpark of the real numbers in the end. So, and, and like I said, we have over 3000 that had signed up. So only 500 of them came from paid ads. The rest came from everything else. And so what else we did, first thing I did, as you know, my website's built on thrive, thrive themes, and we're big fans of the, of that. Right. So we used thrive ultimatum and we built a, like a top ribbon that would show up on every major page for that entire period, 10 days ahead of the challenge, promoting the free challenge. And I think that generated quite a bit of traffic because we get a lot of organic traffic to the site and of course, paid traffic and email return traffic to the site. So people would see that and they would sign up. So we did get a lot of people who signed up for the challenge who were already on our email list, but that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This wasn't intended to be like all new leads because the idea is to take someone who maybe already knows about you give them that awesome experience over five days, and then they'll be much more likely to want to buy, buy after the fact. So Thrive Ultimatum, Ultimatum was a big one. Um, we did, of course, email blasts out to our lists telling them, hey, we're running this free challenge. You should go sign up. It's going to be awesome. We put out the, the welcome or the opt-in video that was on our landing page. We mm -hmm. published that to YouTube as well and put that right in our, right in our YouTube channel then we would go live on YouTube and talk about the fact that we're running this challenge. And I even warm people up. I remember going for a, a jog around the block the other day before the challenge. And I just, I got near my house and I whipped out my phone and started walking instead of running. And I said, oh, hey, you just want to do a quick live here to let everyone know we're going to be running this challenge. I didn't even know what we were calling it yet. And like the official title hadn't been decided. I was just telling people, oh, Keep your eyes peeled because the opt-in page is going to be live in the next couple of days. And I'll update the description under this video when it's live. So very casual and informal. Um, and then we, I also went live on Facebook and stuff like that. So we did a bunch of social media live type stuff, posts, email blasts, and the Thrive Ultimatum on top of the paid ads. Well, that was another really cool little nugget that Chris just dropped there too, guys. I mean, it's like before he even had this finalized, it didn't even have a name. He just knew he was going to do it. He's yeah. out there promoting it. He's out there telling people about it. I think so many people, they wait until it's perfect, right? They wait until yeah. they've got it all nailed down or at least until they have the whole plan. And I mean, I find, I know me at least, I work better the opposite. Like if I go ahead and start telling people this is coming and when it's coming, it almost forces me to, you know, live up to that promise. I can't exactly. back down then. You don't want to be a liar, right? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. you feel like you just have to do it. You're going to do something. But there were so many touch points and all that too. I mean, you're talking about YouTube going live, you're running ads, you're sending yeah. emails, you're putting stuff up on your website. And I mean, yes, guys, he did have an audience already. And I know a lot of people that are doing challenges, they don't have an audience, but this just kind of speaks to the power of building one, right? So if you don't have one yeah. yet, you have to start somewhere. Even if your challenge doesn't have over 3000 people, you know, start somewhere and start building it up, start doing stuff with your website, start getting organic, getting social following, do what you've got to do, tons of advice out there about it, because yeah. then you can take something like this and add additional value and to that audience. You just have to do it because if you can do it and, you know, like I said, I, we spent under $2,000 on ads and we generated well over a hundred thousand in revenue. So like, obviously it was profitable, right? 
Well, when you know you can generate a return on your investment, the next time just do it a little bit bigger. And so if, if you have fun doing this challenge and you can do it again, then you can actually turn this into the front end gateway to your business where you can generate quite a big email list. And of course, more people returning to your website, more people buying other stuff down the road. I think it, it's an, it was an interesting case study. I'd never done this before. And now I'm convinced that we can run it every three months. And that in combination with other lead magnets and funnels that we run, I think this can become a really big business in and of itself. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, and you did something else too, that I tell people smart, you have an agency running your ads. So you're doing some of the stuff yourself. You're doing the lives. You're not afraid to get yeah. on camera and you're playing to your strengths, but like you probably had the success with ads that you had because you brought in an expert. You didn't spend three or four days fumbling around trying to figure out how to build it yourself. Um, yeah. I see a lot of people doing that and just not finding that balance between like, what do you do yourself and what do you outsource? And yeah. you've kind of got that nailed. Mm -hmm. I don't even think the agency did anything particularly genius in here. Like it was normal stuff, right? So not to, to make anyone feel like they, they need an agency or whatever. It's just that they did it for me. I didn't have to do it. Right. So I brainstormed with them. Okay. Well, here's the creative we're thinking. We shot some, oh, we shot some selfie video, like right here with a different background. He's just slightly different. This is a book background. It's not a real bookshelf, but we just had like a, like a, I call it my 19th floor office building kind of Amazon background, 35 bucks printed, shipped from China, looks amazing. And we just took a selfie stick and an iPhone to make our promo. We literally put my iPhone in the selfie stick and we said, hey guys, it's Mike and Chris here. We're going to be doing a free challenge. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want to sign up for it because you're going to learn all these things. Oh, by the way, did you think you, that we were in our 19th floor office? And then we spun the chair around and you're seeing the actual studio, which is oh, really cool. messy and stuff. And it's like a ha-ha moment. It makes us human and real. And so I think that's a big part of it. But then I just delivered that video and said, hey guys, can you just like push this out to our audience? And here's the landing page. Here's the video. They ran the ads to our traditional audience and it worked great. I've talked to so many people though, that they have spent, you know, $500, $2,000 in ads and not gotten a single lead. And they spent that whole time just trying to fight with it themselves or not knowing, you know, not knowing even the technical aspect of it. So when you're talking about a challenge mm -hmm. where you've got like seven to 10 days, <laughs> You really, like, if you don't know the nuts and bolts, yeah, you need someone to help you with that. Kind of, of stuff. I would say for sure. And, if, and I imagine a lot of people listening or watching this are probably thinking, okay, well, I have to run the ads myself. Okay, no problem. Run an ad to something, just get comfortable with the mechanics or the plumbing, as I like yep. to call it of setting up your ad, setting up the landing page, be familiar with how to set up your audience or whatever you're doing, get some comfort running that so that you can do it and then actually get the plumbing set up in advance. Do that first, make your creative, your opt-in video and all that, and then be ready to just hit the, hit the button, you know, turn That's on those really ads. Good point. Yeah. Even if all you do to play with it right now is throw a couple bucks a day at Facebook and run some traffic at your website, like mm -hmm. a homepage, a contact page, it won't convert. Well, don't get me wrong. You're playing it's nuts and bolts. But you're also training Facebook on who's likely to click through and stuff too, if you've got your pixel installed. So yeah, there's some technical sure. components there that, yeah, that's a really good point. Just get in there and get familiar with the nuts and bolts. I wouldn't like, if I didn't know how to do the nuts and bolts, I wouldn't throw $2,000 worth of ads in the seven to 10 day challenge, you know, ramp up to a challenge um, on my own. I definitely use someone. So know your strengths. I mean, that's kind of the key takeaway is like, know your strengths, know where to bring someone in. Cause there's a lot yeah. of moving parts to this challenge. I mean, we're hearing ads, we're hearing video, we're hearing social mm -hmm. media, we're hearing, 
you know, all these different, you know, email, all these different pieces. And you're not going to be able to probably do all of them yourself unless you just got crazy good superpowers, which some people do more mm -hmm. power to you. But, you know, look at all the different pieces and kind of plan in advance to like, what are you going to do yourself? Yeah. What are you going to get help with? And I think there, there's also a, a big point where you want to be super confident that what you're teaching in the challenge will be really useful, really valuable. So if you can get that done first, just know what you're, and ideally you want to know what you're selling at the end. What are you mm -hmm. selling? You got to start there. Make sure that's going to be super value for people. Back up to what are you giving away for free in the challenge? Make sure that's super valuable. And then you know you've got the confidence to say, okay, people are going to love this. So now I owe it to them to do my absolute best to pitch this challenge to them through the ads, through the everything else. And then you'll be congruent and confident in, in your actions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some people get hung up on what they're going to sell at the end that they forget about during the challenge. What's the value. So that's a really good point too. Like, what are they going to learn? Like you said, your little wins, what is, what is your little win every single day of the challenge? Cause as they're getting those wins, they stay hooked, they stay retained, and then you can pitch your upsells, but the challenge has to have standalone value. Yeah, absolutely. So let's speak to that a little bit too. So you had the free components of the challenge and we know you made money off of it. So how did that go? What were the steps? What were the, you know, paywalls along the way? Okay. So, um, First of all, like I described the ad that we made and the ad that killed it was, so we did like five or six different selfies, but one of the selfie style videos, just ha ha, look at us. We're not really in a 19th floor building, but we're going to teach you this awesome stuff. We're going to be sitting here in this studio, opt in, you're going to love it. Okay. So that was their opt-in message. And we put that video um, on Facebook. Then we did another video on the landing page for the actual opt-in which was actually right here. So we had our two, you know, our two microphones, the two of us were just sitting here. It's our podcast studio as well. And we just sat in front of the studio camera and said, Hey, welcome to such and such. Here's what we're going to be. And we just super casual as if we were doing a podcast, talking about what we're going to be training, very casual, low pressure. I think people like that approach. So we got a, a really good opt-in rate. Once we got people, we, we seem to do well on video together. So we always use video in our opt-ins. I know a lot of people don't like to do video for opt-ins. I like to do it. It's comfort area for me. Um, the, then what we did is we sent them to a thank you page. It's traditional, right? Another video is so like, Hey, you know, we did a 50% completion type bar, you know, one of those thrive themes things where, yep. you know, Hey, you're almost done. And we just said, welcome to the challenge. Uh, watch this video for your next steps. And we did another video, just Mike and I sitting here and we said, Hey, welcome. Congratulations. And we told them all about, Oh, you're signed up. You're going to need to click on the confirmation link that we're emailing to you and all the instructions will be there and you'll be joining us in the Facebook group and all that stuff. And then we mentioned, by the way, if you want to upgrade, we have a VIP backstage pass. And we told them, basically, we pitched a $67 upgrade. I, I wanted to put together an offer that I thought would be absolutely fantastic, no brainer. So we said, when you upgrade, you're not only going to get access to, of course, the broadcasts of the challenge, but you'll be in the Zoom room with us. That's something I modeled from others that I saw doing. You'll be in the Zoom room with us. And I called it the backstage pass from that perspective. Uh, and so that means you get priority Q&A. We'll hang around after the live broadcast on Facebook ends and we'll answer more of your questions. You'll get to know us better. We'll get to know you better. People want an experience with us. And we'll help you out more. On top of that, you're going to get access to the recordings 
which are exclusive to people who pay for the backstage pass VIP. So you keep them forever rather than them expiring when the challenge ends in the Facebook group. And on top of that, we put two bonus gifts in there. One is a course, and we framed it truly as our most popular course on hypnotic inductions, normally $100, $97. And we're going to give it to you for free. And now keep in mind, the upgrade was only 67. So that was like a no brainer. And we told them a little bit about the course. It's, it's five hours of training. It's a really good course. People love it. We, we sell over 10,000 of those, I think over its lifetime. So we told people, Hey, you're getting this. And we had a physical product. So a few years back, we printed up as a tripwire and I got, um, I got the idea actually from Perry Belcher at Traffic and Conversion Summit one year talking about freemiums, like things that you can sort of sell for cheap or, you know, the old football phone from Sports Illustrated that. So we made a deck of these uh, hypnotic language cards that we sell really cheap on our website. So we already had them. And I thought, well, we don't need to talk about the price. It's irrelevant. But I said, you're also going to get a deck of these cards. I want to ship them to you in the mail. That cost me... To ship these out all in, like it's probably about $7 to manufacture, fulfill, and mail to, to anyone in the world. So my real profit on the VIP backstage pass upgrade was about 60 bucks, not the 67 that we collected. But still, mm -hmm. like I think the physical item made a difference for people. So if you have any capability to tie in some sort of physical item, great, wonderful. It's not essential. It'll still do well. But the fact that I framed the upgrade as having more value, a lot more value than the price, we made it a no-brainer. On top of that, we said, and I stole this idea from, of course, others who have done it in the past, if you're not happy for any reason with the VIP upgrade, like we're, we're here, our objective is to blow you away with the training. And if we don't, then you should ask us for a refund. And you still get to keep the bonus gifts. You get the keep the deck of cards that we're mailing you. You get to keep the bonus course that we're giving you. You get to keep the recordings and we'll still give you your money back. Did you have anybody take you up on that? One person. And it was something like it was one of these situations where ugh, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. This isn't what I thought it was. One out of like 260. Yeah, it's so well worth putting that yeah. offer up there up front. Yeah. Like and that. we told them, they could have their, like, literally up to 30 days after the challenge ends, that's when you can ask for your refund, up to 30 days later, and nice. one, one person. So that I think that was a good idea. Have a great refund policy. Be so confident in what you're doing that you know no one's going to want their money back, and then tell them they can all have their money back if they want. Yeah, actually, no, uh, Pedro did one thing where he actually did give everybody their money back, or he did this little thing at the end of it on Crush It Live. The VIP was like $47. It's crazy cheap. Yeah. And then at the end of Crush It Live, he was like, you can have it back or we can donate it to this charity. And he brought a charity on stage and took everybody's VIP and donated to the charity. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh. People were asking if they could like give more. They're like, okay, I didn't know you're going to do that. Take more of my money. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so that was a neat thing that I don't think I've ever seen anybody do. Um, so a little off topic, but it just came to mind. So I had to throw that out there. Um, I know you mentioned the recordings being in the VIP only. Were they available in like at least the Facebook part during yeah. the challenge? Yeah, so we used Restream to just for backup. Not that you need to, because we used Zoom. So we did, um, we did the calls on Zoom. 
We broadcast them into the Facebook group, which is free to do. I think, I think the free account on zoom lets you do that, right? You don't have to have a paid. I think you have to be on the paid tier. Oh, maybe, pretty okay. sure. Anyway, it's not very expensive. It's like 10 bucks a month or something, right? Yeah. For the paid zoom. And so for almost no money, you can basically stream right into Facebook just to be extra sure, though, we used Restream, which means we were going from Zoom to Restream, Restream, then broadcast into Facebook. So we got the Zoom recording, we got the Restream because they record it, and Facebook's recording it too. So just to be absolutely extra sure, we did it that way, which means that either way you do it, it doesn't matter. It's going into Facebook, and the recording is automatically there in Facebook. It's ready to go. And we left them there and we said, one of the things that I think is smart is to, and it's not my idea, so I'm not taking credit for this. Um, I'm good at taking smart ideas and doing them, but. Hey, that's you know. what we're encouraging people to do. That's yeah, the whole reason like, you're exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're not, a, I'm not a genius who invents everything myself, man, no way. So I told people, we will leave the recordings there for you until the end of the challenge, which is Friday. So we'll pull them down sometime on Saturday. And I ended up not pulling them down until I think Monday or Tuesday, really, the, the week uh, the, like after the challenge, simply because I felt like we had recorded it. It was in Facebook. Then I had the real recordings in Zoom and in, in Restream, which I was able to download, stick in our members area. But until that was done, I didn't feel like I should pull them back because anyone who had paid for the recordings, I didn't want them to have even one second that they couldn't access them. I thought that would be unfair. And since the only place they could access the recordings at that point was in the Facebook group, may as well leave them there a little while longer. And people were begging, like, can you just give me a few extra days and this and that? It's like, well, they're coming down, but you can still buy the recordings if you want. So people did buy, even after it was over, some people still bought recordings. Now, I know you did, uh, you said it was a five-day challenge, right? Did you do any bonus days on the back end? Or yeah. like, how did you keep communicating when the five days was up? Okay, so one of the things that I learned through a, a friend of mine who's on my team, and he helped me out a lot. He, he helped me with a lot of the logistics and the planning and actually built our whole workbook for us that we gave away as part of the challenge. He suggested doing what he called a day zero video. So your day one is your first day of actual training. We did a pre-recorded day zero video. Again, we just sat right here in the studio and we had our iPads with our talking points ready. And we just looked at the camera and started pre-framing everything that's going to happen. So, hey, welcome to day zero. This is the day before the challenge starts, and we want to get you really set up, get you in the zone, show you what you're going to be going through. We help them un understand what was coming. But one of the major things we did there was we included about five case study videos, just two minute long videos that I had a bunch of our students. I said, hey, can you, you know, imagine you were one of our best students, Christina, right? I'd say, can you shoot me like a, just a two minute selfie style video, just talking about how our training helped transform you. Don't focus on us, focus on what it did for you and how it allowed you to go from where you were to where you are now, how it helped you accomplish that before to after transformation. And yes, it's about us in the end, but don't talk about us. Just talk about, I took their training and kind of thing. And me that's a powerful yeah. nugget there too. If you're asking for yeah. testimonials or case studies, guide them on what to give you so that you get what you need to do what you're doing. Yeah. So I got uh, five people really quick one night over a glass of wine and some Facebook messenger. I had five people say, yeah, Chris, no problem. I have that to you by when do you need it? It's like, well, I need it by Wednesday because my editor is going to edit it in and all that. And 
we so intro statement well here's what's coming before we get there and i showed them three case studies it was like case study one then mike and i would break it down and be like oh yeah so and so Lori is an amazing student and she we talked all about her and the transformation she made not about us right then we played the next one and oh yeah rick he retired as a police officer and started doing hypnotherapy on the side and he's a wonderful guy and it was amazing to watch him he did all this great training and we talk about him and his transformation and we did three of those in a row so it takes like five minutes right then we did the whole pitch here's what's coming we told them we're going to be i think we even told them we will be making you an offer during the training but that's not the focus. The focus is to transform you. So we, we warm them up right in advance. Yes, we're going to tell you about our academy and everything that you can do with us later. But don't worry about that right now, because we're going to be spending this five days is focused on training you guys, getting you the wins. We're going to, we framed the daily wins and all that. So that day zero video, we didn't really teach anything, but we got them excited. It's about getting them excited for the transformation that's coming. Right. And we, of course, remind them, by the way, hopefully you can make it live. If you can, that's great. If you can't, we understand Australia, et cetera, different time zones. The replays are going to be there. We made sure they understood the logistics. And um, I got everyone, I asked everyone to comment under that video as well. So that later, if I wanted to post an update of anything important, you know how Facebook works, right? Is that yeah. if they have commented, they've kind of subscribed to updates now. So if I write something, they're all going to get a notification, a little bell icon in their app. So that's, that's like, that was a neat little cheat that I learned as well. Um, so that worked out really well. So that was the pre-day. Then we did the five days. And then we, on the Friday, so we did a Monday to Friday. It was a, a Sunday, day zero. Then we did Monday through Friday, the five days. And on the Friday, I believe that's when we said, oh, surprise, we're also doing a session tomorrow. It's a bonus Q&A and we're doing that. We framed it like, because we didn't have a chance to answer all the questions in the Facebook group, we answered the VIP backstage pass people's questions. And we really hoped we'd have more time to deal with the Facebook questions. We're doing an extra session on Saturday, same time. And it's all about answering your questions. And we got surprisingly still a lot of people showed up for that. And then when we did that bonus day, I started it off by saying, Hey, everybody, welcome. I want to make sure it's clear. We, because at this point we'd opened the cart on the Wednesday, day three, that's when we actually opened the cart and announced what we were doing for people. So I knew that there was going to be product questions. But I wanted to, to frame in advance, just so you guys know, I know people probably do have product questions and they offer questions and that's fine. We can answer those, but I want to make sure you understand this is not a sales pitch day. This is not a day for us to just answer questions about give us money. It's about answering your questions about hypnosis training and making sure that you're getting maximum value from the training that we just did. If you do have product questions, if we can slip in the answers, we will. Otherwise, absolutely make sure you email us, use the Facebook group, et cetera. We'll get you your answers. So I wanted to head off that idea that, oh, this is going to be the hard pitch, right? And really maintain rapport and build value. So you knew that that six day was coming. You had planned that in advance. Oh, yeah. So even yeah. where everybody else is like, oh, hey, this is an extra thing. You had planned that. Yes. You had scripted it. Okay. Yeah. And what about after that? Did anything happen after day six? Did you have any more like email communication or in the group? Well, okay, so in terms of the automation sequences that happened, it's worth covering that really quick too. So of course you have your welcome email that goes out when people sign up. Then I had programmed in advance the day, like the, I think 
I, the day before our day zero. So our day zero, as I was saying, that was the Sunday. So I think on Saturday, that's when we said, hey, by the way, the ch even though the challenge starts on Monday, we're going to be dropping a welcome video, a day zero, a special extra video tomorrow at 9 a.m. And it was preloaded and scheduled in Facebook. So you teased the tease. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> said, so make sure you're at 9 a.m. tomorrow, we're dropping the first video. And then when I emailed, when we dropped that video, I emailed them saying, hey, we've dropped the first video. Check it out. Let us know what you think. We, we can't wait to start with you Monday morning kind of thing. And then what would happen for the first, those first five days, the five actual days of training, I should say, we had an AM and a PM email that went out. So the AM went out like, I think 6 AM and we went, uh, or six, whatever. We did the training at 11 Eastern time. It's not like that would be the best time in the world. It just happened to be the only one that would work for our schedule. I would probably doing it again, if I was going to do it, I'd, I, I know digital marketer often does like the 4 PM Eastern. So I would, yeah, I think it depends on your time zones. I know a lot of the people yeah. that I've talked to that are Pacific, they seem to prefer like one or 2 PM most of the time. Yeah, and that seems to be acceptable for Eastern, but yeah. yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Right. Cause if it's, if they're in East coast or if they're in the West coast at one, they like at like one or 2 PM Eastern. So it would be, oh, yeah. 9 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. for them yeah. seems to be. I think anything like that, if your market is North America and Western Europe, then if you do, you know, yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern is like uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, and it's sort of 6 p.m. in England and 7 p.m. in Germany, it's not crazy, right? It's like, it's reasonable for most people. It just kind of sucks for Australia, for example. Yeah. So I think it's going to suck a little for everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. So it's just understanding somebody. your audience. And yeah. I mean, B2B versus B2C and there's different pros and cons there. Exactly. And I think nowadays we're working in so many time zones that, I mean, there is no perfect, no perfect. time. Yeah. That's why I like that you guys, you know, some of these VIP people, VIP things that I see where they gate the recordings, they gate all the recording. Like you've got to be VIP or you get no recordings to so mm -hmm. show up live or buy the VIP. I like what you did in the in-between. Like it doesn't matter what time zone you're in, you will get to watch the recordings while the challenge is going on yes. without having to buy the VIP. I think that was a really great compromise. And that was modeled. I, um, I'll just give a little, uh, like a few months prior to this, knowing that we wanted to do this challenge, I thought, okay, so I watched Pedro's digital marketer training that he did it was, was like three or four hours. Right. I was like, okay, I took a lot of notes. That was excellent. Fantastic. About a month after that, I saw Pete Vargas was promoting a challenge and Pedro was helping him promote it and said, Hey, my buddy Pete's doing this thing. And I can't remember what it was called. Something like, um, my message matter, your message matters or something like that. Something like that. I sat in on it I thought, too. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to sign up. I decided I'm going to sign up because I wanted to model the funnel. Then I thought, no, I'm not just going to sign up. I'm going to do this challenge because then I can participate as a student. I'll probably get some benefit out of it and I'll get to model how they run it. And I learned a lot about how they ran the challenge, how they opened the cart, how they handed off talking points between the different speakers, how they made their offer, how they followed up with the offer. And I thought, okay, that, so that's worth doing. Sign up for people's challenges who know what they're doing and then just take notes and learn. That's free, right? Well, you so. seem to kind of fix some things too. So it's like one thing that they do and their challenges, they don't communicate a lot up front, like what the time commitment is. They don't communicate yeah. the number of days. They don't, you know, explain that, oh, there will be recordings on the free side and the Facebook group during the week of the challenge. Like that kind of stuff just sort of happens. Mm -hmm. 
throughout it. I know that's been one of my complaints with some of their challenges is it's like, they'll literally change the time or I'll have yeah, to message tech that, support know. and be like, Hey, how much time do I need to block off? Like, are we talking an hour? Are we talking? And they're like, Oh, we'll do two hours to be safe. Cause it's Pedro. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Pete, the Pete Vargas challenge that went off really well. It was extremely yeah. well organized and he communicated all of this stuff up front. You're going to get the recording or you'll be able to watch the recordings during the challenge, but after the challenge ends, they go away unless you upgraded. So what I learned from that was pitch the VIP all the way through, always remind right. people. And in fact, when Mike and I were doing this, what would happen is so to back up, we were, I was talking about the automation and the emails, right? So maybe around like 8am or whatever, an email would go out saying, Hey, we go live in a few hours. It's at 11 o'clock. And this is what we're going to be covering. We told people exactly, not so much like the content itself, but the teaser points around, you're going to be learning an easy way to hypnotize nearly anyone, even if you don't want to call it hypnosis. And this will be a great thing for you to practice with if you're totally brand new. You're going to be learning a way to craft stories that create unconscious change in people, whatever it was, whatever the, we'd give it like, you know, copywriter stuff, right? And we'd right. tease what was coming. Then around say 4 p.m. or 2 p.m., whatever it was, after the email would go out that says, the recording's available and here's what we covered. And people loved it because we covered, and then it's basically the same email just written in past tense. Like we taught this instead of we'll be teaching this. And that worked out really well. Um, with the VIP, so Mike and I got together knowing we were going live at 11 and it was our first time doing this. We, we did everything like, on the wire, right? Right up to the wire. So we'd get on Zoom at 9.30 in the morning, knowing we had 90 minutes. And it was like, okay, so here's the workbook. We know what we're teaching. Now let's break it down into exactly how we're doing today. Chris is going to give this introductory statement. I'm going to say, welcome to day one or whatever. And then Mike, you're going to teach this bit. Okay, then you'll hand it back to me. Chris is going to teach this bit. Then we're going to go and we're going to maybe whatever, like explain how you're going to use this in your life or whatever it is. Then, oh, before we give them the homework, Chris is going to say, reminder, in case you don't think, in, in case you're just catching up, if you're watching this late in the week and you know you probably won't have a chance to watch all of these videos before it ends, you can still buy the VIP. I'll make sure the link is in this post. No pressure but it's there if you want it. Okay, so the sales pitch is made in like a minute, right? Back to the presentation. It's a very soft sell that way. So no one feels like, oh, he just wants my money. It's, if, if you're gonna be unable to catch up on all of this because you did come in late and that's totally fine, we want you to know that you can buy the recordings. Back to yeah. the teaching. Well, and a lot so, of people end up asking that kind of stuff, right? You'll yeah. see it in the chat and the support emails like, hey, I didn't come in on time. Can I get the recordings? And I'm just exactly. heading that off. So the big thing, I think the, that huge um, nugget of wisdom for me that I'm taking away, and, I, and I'll tell you why this is important to me this week, especially, is we planned out like meticulously, what are the talking points and who's saying what at each moment, breaking it down to fine level of detail. And that would take us like an hour. So from 9.30 to 10.30 in the morning, we'd go through the hour of training that we we're going to do, and it would take us an hour to figure out what exactly was happening just in a Google Doc, like literally in a Google Doc. And then we had our iPads in front of us, 
with the Google Doc open so that when we could teach it with the webcam, and it was exactly this setup, same webcam you're all looking at right now. And we would just have our iPad here and we would go back and forth and, and teach and screen share and whatever. The reason that's so important is because now when we do this again, it's already done. So all that heavy lifting is done. And we're actually going to turn what was a live broadcast teaching into pre-recorded videos that we can then, you can use Restream, we know through a mutual friend, right? You can take a recorded video, upload it to Restream, and then set Restream to broadcast it as a live stream into Facebook at a specific day and time. So starting this Thursday, and every, every few, couple of weeks, we're going to do one a week for the next few weeks or whatever it is, we're going to turn that five days of training into pre-recorded studio quality video with a 4k camera. So it'll, and we're not going to over edit it. Like we're going to literally have the same talking points that we made in front of us. We're going to teach the same material, but because it'll be recorded on a 4k camera, we can have it edited almost like there was a video switcher in the room with somebody operating it, right? So that they could, you know, punch in on me and then punch back out to a wide angle, punch in on Mike, back to wide angle, punch to a screen share or cut to a screen share, which will look like a screen share, but it'll actually be edited after the fact, make it look like we're dot, make it look a little more polished and professional. I don't think any of that particularly matters. It's just that since we're going to be pre-recording, we may as well do it that way. It worked yep. fantastic going live. It was a little bit more fumbly, like, oh yeah, let me jump back to the screen share, share my screen, you know, and we were basically just going between us and sharing a PDF document on the screen. Well, I mean, I think that's good too, to be thinking about what are you going to do next time and, you know, doing something like that, like the hybrid style, I think is what you're going to be doing. So you're still going to yeah. be there for the Q and A. So you're not just exactly. throwing it out and being like, Hey, here you go with no support. Because I know yeah. some people do that when they do the pre-recorded that they try and pass it off as live. I don't think there's anything wrong at all with having the teaching component pre-recorded and polished, especially if you're like nervous being on camera, even if it's like your first time, just don't spend forever. Like I've talked to some people, they're so afraid to be live and it's like, okay, we'll just pre-record the teaching part. Yeah. Get comfortable with that. Don't spend forever editing it. Don't edit it into oblivion, but just get comfortable with that and then just be there for the live. Oh, absolutely. You know, play the video, do the Q&A, and then call it a day. They still get a ton of value from it. And you're participating in the community. I know Pedro and Pete, they're all looking at doing the exact same thing with the hybrid challenge model. And then some of them are even going to make it evergreen, um, doing the same kind of thing. Like you can sign up at any time. You can watch the live at any time. Um, but then you're going to have like, you know, different Q&A days. I don't know. People are coming up with some really creative things I've seen. It's going to be... It's going to be fun to do it as the hybrid model because the full teaching, let's say it takes us almost the full hour to get through the teaching and the pitch part, but then we can keep, when we cut over to the Zoom Q&A, the backstage pass people will be the ones in that room, but we can still live broadcast that into Facebook, which means the Facebook people, even though they didn't have to pay a dime, they'll actually get more value. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I've been to some things like that too, where the experts were like, you know, they were doing the pre-recorded teaching and the coolest thing to me was they were participating in the chat. Exactly. Yes. It's like the guy who was on the screen that, you know, normally you don't get to pick his brain until he decides to answer questions. He was able to answer significantly yes. more questions. Oh yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to is it was so mentally taxing because it was this exciting new project. Right. And we'd started at nine 30 in the morning and then we would, we would 
plan everything. And that's a lot of mental taxing brain power. Yeah. And then we're teaching at 11. We're done at 12. We're Q and a till like 1230, 1240. And then we're like, whew, okay. That was like three plus hours of hardcore work. And we did that for six days straight. Yeah. Right? Well, and all your mental calories go into teaching. It's like, when yes. we talk about the mental load, the teaching component is so much more intense than Q and A's. Most of us can answer questions all day long about things yeah. that are in our wheelhouse and you end yeah. the day on a buzz instead of exhausted. So, so the I next time that. we run this, when we run it, uh, when we run it hybrid, I can be sitting there, Mike can be at his own house or wherever he wants to be in the world. And we can both be commenting together. And then bam, we can 10 minutes before we know the live stream is about to end, we can pop into the zoom room with each other. And then literally, you know, terminate one broadcast, start the next one, bam, okay, and here we go again. Now it's the Q and A. And we've yeah. already got a sense of what the main questions are, because we were able to fully focus on the Facebook comments rather than having to teach. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, I don't want to go too far into that, into that model because I haven't done it yet. So this is all just theoretical. Know, I'll bring but, you yeah. back after you do it and we'll pick yeah. your brain on that again. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Well, um, I know we're kind of wrapping it up here and I've kept you going for almost an hour, which is amazing. I love every bit of it, but just to kind of, you know, wrap it up. Um, what advice, like somebody else is trying to follow in your footsteps and trying to be you and have an awesome first, you know, challenge i think we've got two different things happening if they're kind of brand new and they don't have you know they don't have the website traffic they don't have the audience like maybe yeah. some advice on how to start getting that and then some advice on you know how to like run their first challenge like what what advice would you share well um on the traffic side of things i i guess you can always buy the traffic if you're comfortable doing that there's no question but you can obviously hustle too on social media you can get out there on YouTube and you can do your live broadcast. You can tell people, you can comment on other people's blogs and videos and all that and mention everything that you're doing that you want to do. There's use Twitter, use LinkedIn, use whatever challenges are uh, channels that you have available to promote what you're doing. And I think if you're either way, whether you knew or not, just make sure that what you design in terms of teaching, is going to be so kick-ass. Everyone's going to love it. They're going to love you. Then even if you don't make any money off a of first one, or you don't have a big enough audience to make any real money, you're going to start building a real reputation for yourself. And if you build a reputation, everything else is going to follow for sure. Um, so that's really, yeah, it's hard for me to go back in time and think like when we didn't have the audience and the traffic and all that stuff, but you, yeah, you just build it up over time. Just start, do something now. Because well, I think you kind of hit it there too, you know, putting yourself out there, putting your expertise out there, putting your passion out there anywhere and everywhere that you can. I don't think there's any one strategy. Like I talk to people all the time. They're like, do I need to be blogging? Do I need to be doing video? Do I need to be do as much as you can do that's authentically you, whatever is comfortable. Yeah. And, and aim your, aim your most of your hours towards the things that you're going to be passionate enough about. Because if you hate blogging, then you're going to dread the idea of sitting down. You're going to procrastinate writing blogs. But if you like doing live videos, jump on and do a bunch of live videos and see who can maybe even 
invite you into a live. Maybe you can get uh, invited onto a clubhouse stage or onto somebody else's podcast or YouTube channel. See if you can get interviewed by somebody and mention that you're doing this challenge that's coming up. And, you know, even if you don't know what the heck it's going to be, I would say create some sort of like uh, early bird list, not early bird list, but waiting list. That's probably the best way to do it. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm putting together an awesome challenge. That's going to help people who are in X bucket meet Y outcome or transformation. It's going to be happening. I don't know the exact dates or time yet, but it's going to be several days of awesome kick-ass training. And I have put a page together where you can get on the notification list. It's totally free. Get over there now and sign up, right? I'll let you know yeah, when we're I think going live. Awesome was even recommending that the other day when we were talking to him. He was like, I don't build anything without trying to sell it first. He puts together yeah. a landing page and, you know, a wait list or a coming soon or a, totally. you know, show interest. I'll even tell people like, hey, this is something I'm considering doing. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you, you know, if you would get it, if I did it. So, I mean, like some of the biggest gurus out there, they're just throwing stuff up and seeing what sticks and yeah. you're seeing what's going to generate, you know, buzz yeah. with the audience before they oh, even build I'll it. I'll share this one with you too. So I was having a chat with my marketing agency who runs all my ads and stuff, right? And um, the guy who, the, the main guy, his name's Matt. Matt and I were talking and he says, you know, this challenge went really well. I think that we ought to take, and then we have this other campaign where we give away a free course. It's about a 45 minute language skills course for learning hypnosis. And we get really cheap leads, like a buck and a bit a lead, buck and a half, maybe something like that. And I know that that course is well-loved and is a good entry into this challenge that we're doing anyway. And Matt says to me, what if we just start on the thank you page for the free opt-in that you're doing the free course? What if we say, oh, by the way, we regularly do a free training that's several days long that dives even deeper in this material. Would you like to be signed up for that? And they'll go, yeah, of course, right? So boom, if you already have a lead magnet that kind of plays into the challenge that you're thinking of, why not maybe modify your thank you page do a cut, like do a video. Of course, challenges are always delivered by video, right? Or they're, they're always going to be training. So put a video on your thank you page that says, Hey, thank you so much for requesting freebie XYZ. I'm going to be doing a live training that goes deeper into this. That's totally free. Would you like to sign up for it in advance? And if so, just click this button. And I'm sure you can use automation and stuff like that automatically tags them in your CRM and you'll get a sense of how many people are like, yeah, I would like to do that. And it'll, I think it'll give you the confidence that you're ready to do it. So that's, that's my advice. And then in terms of the actual challenge itself, figure out, like, pretend you're teaching something in an actual classroom. What's your curriculum? What are the exercises that you're going to be either demonstrating or asking people to do? Probably not a good idea to do breakout training in, in this kind of environment. I think for a challenge, just teach and give them their homework to do later. But think about everything from what are your introductory stories and metaphors or whatever? What are you teaching? Um, what offer and when do you make the offer? When do you remind them about the offer and the VIP and all the stuff that they can do? When do you give them their homework? And what challenges do you give them to bring a response into the Facebook group? So instead of just, okay, thanks again and good night and hanging up, right. tell them what to do next. Like, so what your homework is this. I want you to go and find someone who you can practice this particular exercise with. And then 
If you can't find someone, by the way, there's 3000 people in the Facebook group, find someone, just put a post up that says, Hey, I need a practice partner. You guys can organize a zoom session and do this, do this, do this. And if you're really gutsy, record your zoom call, drop it in the Facebook group for everyone to watch and then comment on it, invite people to engage with each other and give out prizes if you can. So we gave out, um, we have these branded shirts that we, this is an old one, but uh, we have black one, black ones. I gave t-shirts to people who were participating in the Facebook group. Like, Hey, that was awesome. Can I send you a shirt? Reach out to support at Mike Mandel hypnosis.com. We're going to send you a shirt. And if you do that, I think that's, that's a great yeah, way to Pedro build. Pedro does that in, at almost yeah. every challenge. He's got well, a I list of things that if you do your homework and he's yeah. giving away those giveaways the whole time. I, I, I learned that from Pete Vargas, who was giving away like iPads and other things yeah. like that. They he had gave a away like budget. a vibe board on one of them. He gave away yeah. like a surface computer, iPads, iPhones. It doesn't have to be fancy things. You'd be surprised what people do for t-shirts. Like Absolutely. Uh, we had the shirt and it's like, well, you're giving away your own brand. So of course that makes sense. But I was even thinking, okay, could have done Amazon gift cards or something like that. But yeah. do like at least encourage people to participate and engage in the Facebook group. So you can kind of, you can call them out. In the next day, you can say like, oh, hey, Christina and Rob were together and they posted a video practicing this hypnotic tool that we taught yesterday. It was a great video. I encourage yeah. you all to go watch it, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know Pedro's been putting a lot more focus on to try and get people to do the homework. Like I just mm. sat through his three-day intensive, he's calling it, instead of a challenge, he's calling it three-day intensive. It is like an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half at night. With the hour and a half at night each day, focus on helping them get through the homework. So answering yeah. questions about the homework, walking them through the homework step by step. So he's putting a lot more effort into getting people to do the homework. Who knows how that pays off? That's yeah. the first time I've seen it, but that's something to throw out in the world. Um, so I know, be respectful of your time here, Chris. Thank you so much you're for so taking welcome. the time to share this experience with us today. This is amazing. Oh, uh, you're um, more than welcome. It was fun. I'm definitely going to have you back when you do the hybrid one too. So we'll do that. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Okay. You got my commitment. <laughs> I'll be back. And entrepreneurs, this is your call to take action. You know, learn from people like Chris and all of our other experts that are doing a lot of really cool things in our community. You can head over to etatoday.zone to learn how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. So head over there and I'll see you in the group.